Yeah, we can. I have to put a shirt on, I guess. <laughs> well, I guess if we don't record it, we don't have to. <laughs> well, yeah, it's up, it's up to you on that one. Well, I just got, but I was, I got like soaked on my run, so. Hello, and welcome to The Final Turn, an upbeat podcast about all things running. I am Keith, a hopefully temporarily demotivated runner, currently noodling over a rigorous five-minute mile training program as my next endeavor. My co-host is Sean. How's the break from hardcore training going for you, Sean? It's been great. Uh, I just looked at Strava, compared this month's running to last month's running, and it was quite abysmal. Um, But I've actually been, I just recently discovered how much I enjoy running when I don't actually look at my watch. So I've been doing that uh, this week and not looking at your watch every time it beeps for for laps for a mile lap is quite nice and refreshing. So I just kind of go out there and and have fun. Are you bringing your watch? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I just don't look at it. It beeps and I'm just like, nope, we'll wait until the end. And I know generally how long I want to go out on a run and I know all my routes. So I know how the distance I don't have to really look at it that much. So it's been great. I still need to practice doing that. I, I'm, I'm well, well. We'll talk about our topic here in a second, but I'm really curious to uh, about this sub five minute mile training plan of how that's working out. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll get into it. All right. So today we're going to begin a multi part series about some common workouts you see in many training programs. So. We'll do an episode on long, slow distance runs, an episode on easy runs, an episode on trail running, and so forth. Today's episode is going to be all about mile repeats, which is a workout that is likely to be featured prominently in my training for the next little bit here. But um, before we get started on that, uh, please rate and review us on whatever app you're using to listen to the show. It really helps spread the word about our little show here. You can send us feedback at the final turn pod on Twitter or at the final turn pod at gmail.com. We're also on the web at the final so note, the website doesn't have pod at the end, just thefinalturn.com. Okay, well, I guess one last order of business before we get fully started. Did you go for a run today? I did. I went out this morning and enjoyed a nice just eight-mile run through the, uh, through the parks of San Francisco. And I got, uh, I got out before the rain, which I know it just stopped raining and sunshine just came out. But you know, this is the, the 10 days of rain that San Francisco has a year. So I, I, needed, I made sure to wake up a little bit early to, to beat it. Uh, I see you just came back from a run, so yeah, right, yeah. Our listeners can't see, but I'm, uh, yeah, my hair is wet because I just got in. It, it's not raining right this minute, but it yet yeah, poured for the entirety of my run today, and uh, I just did some loops around Dolores Park, three or four, four, and yeah, Dolores Park is sort of interesting. With everybody working from home, it's much more crowded generally, but and so normally. Normally I did like, I would say like once every two weeks, I'll do a bunch of Dolores Park loops, but I haven't done it at all since the beginning of the pandemic because it's more crowded than usual. Um, But yeah, the rain completely changed that equation. So it was, yeah, me and yeah, a couple other sort of hopeless looking people wandering around (laughs) uh, soaking wet. Um, But anyway, it was done. So I don't know. Yeah, I forgot to check to see what day this is with my run streak. It's something in the 210. It's like 210, I, think. I feel like, if, uh, yeah, if I recall yeah. from last week. How, okay, how we'll long do... did you go today? Just a 5K? Uh, yeah, 3.5 or something. But the four the four loops give it a little bit of vertical. Oh, yeah. There, uh, there's some hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice park. Anyway, okay. So I am not an expert on mile repeats. I have done some workouts with miles, obviously. <laughs> But I am not 
like I know this is a core part of lots of people, especially people who ran in high school or college, which mm-hmm. you did both of. I did neither of. Um, so, yeah, what what even is a mile repeat? Yeah, the beauty is it's in the name. So the workout typically just exists of doing more than one mile and repetition. So typically, uh, th- to break it down, the simplest way is you do a mile, you take some level of rest, you do another mile, take some rest, do another mile. And depending on the type of thing or the event that you're training for, be that be it a 5K, be it a sub five minute mile, be it a marathon, it the the speed that you take those those mile repeats and the type of um, break and the length of the break really vary based off, you know, what you're really training for, but at its simplest form is just repetitive miles one after another. And for me, I would say it's the most challenging, daunting workout that I've ever done in my running career. And every time that I hear the word that, Hey Keith, you want to go do mile repeats or you asked me to, or we had to do them with our run club or in high school or whatever it may have been. I hated them every time. So but yeah, the simplest form, just repetition on, on miles. <laughs> okay. And how many do you do? Yeah. So this is, I'll go back to like when I was in high school, we did mile repeats both during cross country season and track. So cross country in high school is a 5k and then track doesn't go past two miles typically on the, on the track. And those would range between four and six mile repeats. So depending on what point in the training cycle you were at, kind of like your level, uh, endurance level, and all these different pieces we do between four and six. Now, when I've done them with our running club, when you you and I have done them, it's between like five and I've done up to seven mile repeats in a, in a workout. And that is uh, very tiring. And that was seven uh, due to like, I was training for a marathon. So it was a very different type of seven. It wasn't try to basically go all out on each one of them. It was take your marathon pace, subtract like 20 or 30 seconds, I believe, and then go after and and do that seven times with a very short break. Wow. Yeah. That's a tough workout. 30 seconds faster than marathon pace seven times. (laughs) What were the rests for that? Do you remember? 200 meter jogs. Yeah, it was really rough. And that was the first time I've done mile repeats since high school. Uh, so when I left high school, <laughs> graduated high school, I did graduate. I told myself I'm never doing, thank you. <laughs> I told myself I was never going to do mile repeats again because I just hated them so much. And then I've gone several, several years without, uh, without them. And when I joined my first run club here in San Francisco, that's when we actually started doing them uh, again. And we did seven one time. And it was right at the tail end of when I was training for uh, my marathon. Uh, but I did several, when I started doing that club, they loved like every other Tuesday doing mile repeats. So I, I joined that, which was, uh, pretty rough. Yeah. I mean, I actually don't, I, I dislike, like if I had to rank like my least favorite track workouts, mile repeats are not, I don't hate them that much. I don't, I don't love any track workout. They're painful. Like the, the joy of track workouts are in like the, moments after you finish your last <laughs> interval. Yeah. I mean, it's just like this feeling of elation. And if it's a good, if it was a good workout, like this really great sense of accomplishment, but um, yeah, for some reason, what I like about mile repeats is for me, uh, you know, a fast mile repeat is around, you know, 540, 530. And, you know, that's, 
<laughs> at any point, you're only five minutes and 30 seconds away from, from, from being done with that interval. Um, and it's hard. I mean, you do have to push to get through it. But what I hate about 800s is, or anything faster than that, is that, yeah, I just feel like my body is like tearing apart. Like I can run that, I can run faster than that, but it's just like, man, this just, yeah, like, you know, it's like in a movie when they're, you know, trying to get an engine or like, you know, some, some sort of machines about to break down. I, yeah, you, you see like the nuts and bolts like sort of wiggling as, as it's like getting to that threshold. Like that's how I feel at speeds faster than, than mile pace. And mm-hmm. mile pace is... It's not comfortably fast. It's uncomfortably fast, but it's 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 manageable in in a way that doesn't feel like I'm damaging my body like like some faster things do. And you know, like maybe that's a function of me being forty years old, um, but <laughs> slightly um, maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, these things happen to all, to all of us if we're if we're lucky enough. Anyway, um, so I don't I don't mind them that much. I do. I haven't done. I I can't remember doing seven ever the the workout that i've been doing over the last year most commonly is doing three or four mm-hmm. and i've been doing those pretty quickly though so my marathon pace is probably around 645 or 650 or my goal marathon pace anyway and i've been doing those three or four mile repeats at something more like let me actually pull up what my last one here was my last one i did at, uh, yeah. So the first one was, I did three. The first one was 539. Second was 539. And the last one was 524. So that's not consistent. It's not consistent. Yeah. So the, yeah, I mean, that implies that the first two, I didn't try hard enough on. Mm-hmm. And the last one I had something left in the tank to go, to go harder on. But in any case, like, you know, so that's an average of, you know, say 531, 532, whatever. That's over a minute faster you know, than your 80 marathon. seconds faster than, yeah. than marathon pace. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it just sort of depends what you're sort of going for on that day. I mean, the nice thing about super fast mile repeats is you train your body to go really, really, really quick. And at least for me, my, my easier paced runs on the, on the days and weeks after a hard workout like that, like they feel materially easier. Um, and you can see, I can see it in my heart rate too. Um, and you know, it's not like this, like perfect one-to-one correlation, yeah. but if I did this workout like 10 times, like eight times after I would, I would be able to like feel some sort of tangible result from it. Yeah. It's, it's interesting as you talked about is it really depends on the type of race or the event that you're trying to train for, right? If it's a 5k, you do not, the number of mile repeats actually matter less than the quality and the speed of those mile repeats, as well as you want a shorter rest time for those mile repeats because you're trying to train your body to be uncomfortable for a 5k, which can range anywhere from 15 minutes to 20 to 25 to 30 minutes or whatever it may be. So you need to make sure your body is used to those like fast, quick miles with, with fast turnover while getting less rest. But when you kind of, when you move up to a half marathon or a marathon, you focus less, or at least I have in a lot of the training plans that I followed, you focus a lot less on the speed part of it, but you're really thinking about that consistency and being able to do those in a repeatable manner. And you can take a longer, people have different thoughts on this. In high school, we took longer breaks. So we took a lot of equal time, equal rest, as well as when I started doing them with my run club, it was, you know, four minutes rest or whatever, maybe, which is relatively long. But then some folks have the mentality that it's 200 meters rest or a jogging rest rather than a standstill rest. And 
I don't know the science behind it. I don't, I really just kind of follow whatever the, uh, the sure. training yeah, plan me is. Uh, but I feel like personally, when there's a short rest, I don't do very well in the quicker, in the quicker, uh, the quicker mile repeats because I'm mentally thinking, oh, I have less rest. So I must like let off the gas a bit more. Yeah. You have to save yourself. Right. So that's where you happen of like where what happened to you is like, you have these like slower mile repeats and then as you get closer to the end, then they become faster. Cause you're like, oh, actually this wasn't as bad. Right. But when you have that, like the longer rest time, maybe it's a 400 meter jog or it's a two, three minute rest. Then you're willing to push. I always am willing to push myself a bit more quicker on, on those. Yeah. I, with this workout that I was just describing, I was doing 400 meter jogs. Um, I have Strava here, so I know exactly what pace I did them at. So yeah, I was doing the 400 meters at like, yeah, like eight minute pace. So that's a rest, but it's not, you know, it only lasts two minutes and, <laughs> yeah. and you know, it's not, um, it's not a huge rest. So yeah, I mean, for our listeners, I think you can, if, if you're interested in trying this, I, I think there's sort of a number of ways you can sort of consider it. Like w- one thing that I just sort of was thinking of as we were going through this is it might be interesting to go to the track. Um, most tracks actually have a line where uh, the mile starts. So a mile is actually 1,609 meters and a track is 400 meters. So you need to do four laps plus nine meters. Um, but most tracks have a line for the first lap, you know, where you need to go to get those extra nine meters. So if, if you're um, trying to think of a word. There's 1,600 meter repeats, Keith. There's 1,600 meter repeats. Yeah. Which rephrase yeah. it so you don't have to go through that terrible All of three these, extra steps. Listen, I, I want to be clear about something, though. Those times that I told you were, were mile times. I, I'm sure they, they were. Not, were. <laughs> they were not 1,600 meter times. So, you know, I... If you really want my 1600 meter time, you got to take a a second off. Um, But anyway, so you could go and, um, you know, and instead of trying to run like a certain, a certain pace, you could run comfortably fast and then just keep doing repeats until you feel like you can't. So instead of having a goal of pace, you could have a goal of, let me see how many of these repeats I could do. So if I did you know, if I do my repeats at 530, I'm probably only going to be able to get through three or four. If I do them at six minutes, I can probably get through, well, probably a bunch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, if I if I go up to 545, it's probably going to be four or five. And if I go up to, you know, 555, it's, you know, maybe six or seven. And it, it's sort of a, it might be sort of a good way to figure out, you know, what your fitness is. And then you can you can scale the pace up and down depending on how many how many you want to do. But you have to get a line in the sand first. Yeah, exactly. I would say don't go out there cold. A lot of people I've read where it's, Hey, take your fastest mile time and add 30 seconds on each for each rep. But really the first time you go out, or if you haven't done them in a long time, it's getting, getting that baseline, right? It's consistency is more important than, Oh, I ran this first mile repeat. Then the next four were 30 seconds slower each. And like, you're really not getting the benefit of the workout. You want that consistent turnover because you know, most races that you go after a marathon, you want that consistent you know, mile over mile pace. And ultimately maybe you, you do want to do negative splits. That's always the goal, but you're not trying to do negative splits by like 30 seconds a mile or, you know, two minutes a mile. It's, it's a right. little bit more. Yeah. A little more subtle than, than that. that. Yeah. What I've the one, the other piece that's interesting is a lot of people do this on a track. You know, it's very clear um, uh, from a mental perspective that, Hey, I have one more lap. I have two more laps while I was in high school. And also when I was doing with my uh, original running club, we would do these out in the, I would say wild, where it was 
you know, on a, a like random uh, path in the woods, or if it was on like along the Embarcadero here in San Francisco. So you never actually quite knew what, where you were at in the mile repeat, um, which is, it's a mental game because a lot of the times you, when you're thinking about races, you don't actually know how much further you have, right? Those mile marks or whatever they may be, the, the, the kilometer mark is a kilometer away from one another, a mile away from one another. But in the middle, unless you have a running watch, you don't quite always know. And it's a good way to kind of get out of that track environment to actually set yourself in a real race environment because it's really easy to push yourself the last 200 meters because, you know, there's only 200 meters, but yeah. It's a, it's an easier way to kind of get consistency and and uh, think things through. Yeah, um, I mean that's an excellent point, and of course, not everybody has access to a track. Well. Yeah, that is true. And so, um, yeah, I mean you don't look, you don't have to be as scientific about it as I was sort of describing earlier in here, where you're getting out your millimeter level, trying to find exactly where one thousand six hundred nine point five seven meters are. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you can. I mean, there's a benefit to being laid back, more laid back about it, about it. One, you may not have access to a track, but two, yeah, you get this sort of mental benefit of not being able to tick off every incremental 10 meters with, with an obvious visual, visual cue. Um, also, yeah, one thing that John likes to do, um, who puts together the track workouts for our run club is he does a workout where there's a mile, he does mile repeats where you go downhill for in one direction and then you go uphill back. And we would typically do three of those for a total of six miles. And I, I think we would do maybe a minute of rest on each side, but it's a good workout because you're, you're still getting, you know, the benefits of the mile repeats that we described earlier, but you're also getting a little bit of variance mm -hmm. in the exact stimulus you're, you're, you're giving your body, which is a little bit closer to what most road races are like where, you know, it's not just perfectly flat, yeah. uh, making, making left turns. It's, it's yeah, you get, get that a, a little bit more variety and man, that, that workout is, is brutal, uh, especially that final uphill one. Um, <laughs> but it's good for you. I mean, you know, it's good for you. Yeah. We used to, in high school, we used to, there's like this open meadow that we would always do like a lot of repeats and be it mile repeats or 1000 meter repeats. And it always started on this gradual uphill for like the first 600 meters. And Ooh, that it was and there's never really like a dot like it came back down because you did that loop but by that time your just legs were so kind of exhausted at the top of that 600 meters that you're like now i can actually move my legs and have turnover but it's very helpful especially again when you're thinking about non-track races when you're thinking about a road race yeah. or you're thinking about yeah. any um trail run or whatever it may be it's super helpful it's good to have that variation and and whatnot in it it's funny how my mind if, after I've done like a piece of road or a you know piece of a, a trail enough times, my my brain sort of makes markers in it. So like I've, I've done Strawberry Hill re repeats in Golden Gate Park a zillion times, and like I know it's this sort of corkscrew that goes up around this hill in the middle of Golden Gate Park, and it's gosh, I don't know exactly how far it is. I think it's maybe half a mile or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something but, like that. I know every contour of that trail. <laughs> like I know like, okay, yeah, we're going to go up for about 50 meters and we're going to go down for 20 and then up. And then, you know, that's going to be flat for a minute. And then, you know, now we're getting close to the summit. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I imagine with this, whatever that could, that course you were doing in high school was, you, yeah. Same becomes, exact thing. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could draw it out like probably pixel perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the brain is, is sort of interesting. Yeah. One of my uh, favorite mile repeat stories was, uh, back when I was in, in the running club here in SF, 
we were doing mile repeats out on uh, the Embarcadero. So this is a very like just long stretch that kind of wraps around the city and it's a beautiful run. And we decided to do mile repeats in a different part of the Embarcadero, which I was really upset with because I knew the the other path that we did, I knew exactly like every single pier is like, okay, you have like, you just hit 250 meters, all these things, yeah. right? You do that same exact The light post path. here, there's a whatever yep. there, yeah. And I was, there's this person that joined us from like out of town. Everyone's like, oh, I hear this, this guy is like, you know, really, really fast. And they're like, Sean, he's going to like, you know, you know, challenge you or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, I'm a very, you know, I'm sure everyone can understand from listening to the podcast. I'm a quite competitive person. Keith and I both are. <laughs> but I was having some dire knee pain. I was betting this knee issue for six months. Like, go figure. I you know, run on injury all the time. But I just like had, and it was really hard because I was like, oh, if, if it was the normal path, like I would have known how to just kind of get them every time. Yeah. Uh, but it was like this time yeah, you where lost I lost like, your home court advantage. I lost, I lost my home court advantage. But uh, luckily, I beat him on all five. I was very proud good. of that. But it was good, it was good. much much faster. Than I was anticipating running that day, um, but it was I wonder fine. if he has. I wonder if he has like a story that he tells his friends about the time that he was shamed and lost all well, <laughs> after being built up as this like hero champion. Well, he was boasting that like back in his twenties, he was like the number one runner in like the Nordic or something like that. Like he was on the <laughs> national team or something. So I was like, okay, okay. like. I don't know what that means, but this, this sounds like there's a there's a little bit of a challenge here. So it's, it's a fun little competitive battle for sure. Um, I uh, I did this bile repeat um, workout with, I, I think I mentioned these guys on another podcast. I can't remember if it was the last one or the one before that, but I, there was this group called Run and Chug. And we did these mile repeats. Um, and there was this guy who, you know, to be fair, he was in his mid-20s, but he was, I mean, he had to be 40 pounds overweight. And... He was talking about his before the workout, he was saying like, oh, you know, it's been a while since he did mile times, but, you know, he used to run like a 430 in college. And I was like looking at this guy, it's like, you ran a 430? <laughs> like, it just didn't look like uh, a thing that would happen. But yeah, we went out and did the repeats and he just, I mean, he was so fast. I mean, he, he, I don't know what that's going to do to his joints. Like he still had the musculature and like whatever the like mechanical strength to like brute force his body through. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't running four thirties, but uh, he was running five thirty, I think. And very impressive. Yeah. I was impressed and humbled and yeah, it sort of made me rethink like what it's, what's possible for a man of that size. Like it was pretty impressive. <laughs> very impressive. My, uh, one of my other favorite stories was we never did two a days in high school. It was never really a thing, but we did this cross country camp every year during the summer and we were complaining to our coaches that the other team that was there was always better than us. Uh, every year, like they just like their team would just have better times at states and regionals and whatnot. And they thought like the secret sauce was doing two a days. So a lot of the times what they would do is they'd run like a easy run in the morning and then the workout in the afternoon uh, versus like the workout in the morning, then the easy run in the afternoon, which I would, that's what, that's my path. But we did our first thing, like, oh, let's wake up and let's go out and, like, run. It was, like, four or five miles, and it was nice in the morning and whatnot. Uh, and then we're like, oh, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, we're going to do mile repeats in the med- – it was, like, this – again, like, it's, like, meadowy, like, hilly area. And it went to, like, 95 degrees, and everyone just died. I, like – I remember that my mile repeat time before I was doing, like, 515s or 520s or something. And, like, we were dropping to, like, sixes because it was just, like, our legs were dead tired because we weren't used to this. And it was, like, 95 with, like, humidity. Uh, <laughs> and we never yeah. did two a days again after that. <laughs> I have limited experience doing hard workouts in in the heat. But, man, it's 
it's brutal. Like yeah. I really admire the folks that can do that. I mean, if it's a short enough distance, it, it doesn't make that much, but, but yeah, mile repeats, forget it. Like it's going to be a major compromise going yeah. on there. Um, I wanted to mention one more thing here before we wrap up, which is mile repeats are a good workout to do with someone else. So obviously any kind of workout, if you can find someone that's around your skill level is a lot easier if, if you have that. But even if they're not your skill level, mile repeats can be good because, you know, at most you're going to be separated by a minute. And so you can wait for them. Or if you're out, um, if you're not on a track, you could, or even if you are on a track, you could jog back to, you know, help them finish their, you know, whatever their, their interval is. And it, it's a, it's an unusually good setup for doing with someone else. That's not of the same skill level. Mm. Yeah, for sure. It's, I've only done mile repeats by myself of very, very small amount of times. I've done other workouts by myself, but for me, again, mile repeats are the hardest, the thing that I hate the most. So every time that I'm like forced to do them or whatever, maybe it's part of my training plan. I always try to bring someone along and I know you and I have done them a few times together. And yeah. It just, it really near the end that like three quarters of the way through that, like third or fourth mile repeat, like having that person next to you to push you and just keep you chugging along is, yeah. it's very important. It holds, it holds you accountable. You know, it, when you're by yourself, it's, and there's no one to see you giving up when you know you could have gone a little bit further. It's it's just easier when, when you're solo. And so, yeah, I mean, there's lots of reasons why having a buddy to run with is good, but um, pushing you through those those low moments, uh, you know, on the third lap of a mile repeat is <laughs> is is one of them. Um, so. Anyway, um, I'm going to wrap it up here. So that's it for episode nine of The Final Turn. We appreciate you listening to the end, and we hope you learned something or at least enjoyed listening to us bloviate. Thanks again for the support, and we look forward to having you back for our next episode.